Welcome to Setting Captives Free podcast, where we talk about how to experience gospel freedom. Romans 6-7 says, For one who has died has been set free from sin. On today's broadcast, Mike Cleveland, founder of Setting Captives Free, shares how you can experience the freedom purchased for us by Jesus Christ at the cross. All right. Hello, everyone. This is Mike Cleveland. Tonight or today, wherever you're at, I'm here with my wife, Jody. So thankful to have you here, Jody. And how are you doing? I'm doing great. So thankful to be here with you. Exactly. We love to look into God's Word together and to talk about it together, don't we? We do. It's it's a, a wonderful time of rejoicing and learning and celebrating our Savior. Amen. Well, we are looking now at Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 to 20, and this is our third podcast on Ephesians 5. So if you're just tuning in, maybe for the first time, you might want to find the other two just to catch up to where we're at. And Jody, what I thought I would do tonight is just read this passage, and then let's just think about it together. Okay. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. This is a precious passage uh, to me, and I just want to look at verse 15, first of all. Be very careful, then, how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. So there's an admonition here and a caution and a warning. It's instructing us to watch out. Be careful. It's like there's a big flashing yellow light as we're driving along. Caution, caution. Right. Watch out how you live. Don't live as unwise people. In other words, uh, don't live in the lust of your flesh. Right. Uh, Don't live following the prince of the power of the air. Don't live according to this culture and what it wants to tell you and all the lies it promotes to you and all the labels it wants to put on you. Don't let the world squeeze you into its mold. Watch out. It wants to do that. Oh, it does. And it's very difficult to stand against the tide. And um, and I think, and to know what it means to stand against the tide. You know, um, it doesn't necessarily mean don't do what everybody else is doing. Um, uh, that might not be right either. Um, but I think it does mean always, like I love what you said about walking by the Spirit, because that is where you're not going to gratify the lust of the flesh, right? Don't live according to your flesh. Don't do what comes natural to you and everybody around you, right? If you're, if you're just like everybody else, there might be a problem. 
That's exactly right. right. You might not be walking in wisdom. Yes, and we are to, to walk as wise people. Right. Now, we get wisdom from the scriptures. Timothy learned the scriptures from a young age. Those scriptures, Paul says, are able to make you wise for salvation. Yes. And so we can live our lives as wise people. Yes. Because we have the Word of God. We have the Spirit of God. And, and those things that God has given us, those resources, enable us to walk wisely. Right. Verse 16 says, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. You get the feeling there's an urgency here. Right. That you have opportunities that you don't want to let slip by you. That every day is an opportunity to live for the glory of God, to to display the beauty of Jesus to people uh, because the days are evil. Right. We see that. Look how our, our culture is ruining us. Look how our, our nation is imploding and crumbling. Look how the world is all at odds. Look how divisiveness reigns supreme. These are evil days. Yeah, yeah. And we need to make the most of them, don't we? We do. We do. And what I love about this verse is it shows the relevance of Scripture. Um, a lot of people say, oh, the Bible's antiquated or it's for it is back in the olden days. And, and our days are not like those days. And we, it, you know, yeah, it just doesn't. But it does. You can see this is a great verse to show you that, yes, the days are evil. They were evil way back when this book was written and they remain evil today. Um, and, and so the caution or the, the admonition in the gospel remains. It does. Scripture uses two examples to give us this illustration. Okay. As it was in the days of Noah, yeah. so it will be in the days when the Son of Man comes. And it also talks about Sodom and Gomorrah mm -hmm. um, being a representation of the everlasting wrath of God as it was consumed by fire. Right. And so those uh, days and that kind of evil um, is new today, just as it was back then. It's, it's the same today. It's the same evil. Yeah. yeah. So in verse 17, what does it say? Verse 17, therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. So there's a way for believers to understand what the Lord's will for them is. Mm -hmm. And, and that's conveyed to us in the Word. So the Word conveys the will of God, and we are given a charge to understand it. Mm. We should put our noses in the book. Mm. Um, we should, should set about to understand what God's will is. Now, we don't have to look far because the very next verse says, <laughs> Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Now, this word debauchery seems like an old word, but what it means is wildness or wild living, right? Debauchery, dissipation, wild living. Of course, drunkenness uh, sets you free. You know, that's why they call bars and old clubs like this the speakeasy, right? Mm -hmm. You can just start flowing with the words and, and anything else because all the restraints are removed. Right. Removes your, in, your inhibitions, right? Yeah. So, so we, you'll do things that you would have never done in your right mind. Right. And so yeah. instead of being drunk on wine, what are we to do? Uh, instead, be filled with the Spirit. Yes. 
right? Be filled, be drunk on the Spirit. Yeah. The word filled here is an interesting word. It means to be complete. Oh. It means to be fulfilled, it, to make complete, to, to bring to fulfillment, brought to fullness, to, to complete, uh, to find fulfillment in the Spirit of God. So this begs the question here, Jody, how do we be filled with the Spirit? You know, Jesus fills us with, um, through his death on the cross, he gave up his spirit so that when we put faith in him, we might be filled with it. So it's putting faith in Jesus, right? It's being in the word and receiving the words of God into our lives. And this stirs up the spirit and and uh, um, he enlightens us, right? So let's just be, first of all, theological and then practical. Oh, sure. Theological, you hit it right on the head, which is when we come to the cross of Christ, we receive the Spirit of God. When we believe the message that Jesus gave up his life for us, he shed his blood for us. He made an atonement. He made peace by the blood of his cross. Oh, so good. And he reconciled us to God through his own death. And so, and then he was buried with our sins on him. So our, our sin was removed from us. Right. And then he was raised from the dead on the third day in power. Mm-hmm. And as we come to this cross, Jody, and we look together, we receive the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. That's theologically true. Yes. Practically speaking, it's in the next verse. Oh, sure. Verse 19. What does that say? Verse 19, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Uh, other versions say spiritual songs, right? Um, sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. This stirs up the Spirit in us. As you and I come together and look at the Scriptures, as we uh, speak to one another spiritually, mm-hmm. reminding each other of the gospel of Jesus Christ, this stirs up the Spirit of God. Yes. Remember, The Spirit lives at the cross. Mm -hmm. So as we take each other to the cross, as we uh, convey back and forth the good news, the Spirit of God is activated and actuated in our hearts and in our lives. And so how are we to speak? We're to speak spiritually, Mm -hmm. psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, Mm -hmm. not fleshly, worldly, carnally, but spiritually Mm. sing and make music here it is from your heart right to the lord now how many times have i gone to church and sung and my heart was so far from it and i was mouthing words and singing but not from my heart just going through the motions yeah it's easy to do it's very easy to put on our mask and show up on Sunday and go through the motions and people say, hey, how are you doing? Oh, great, you know, and we look our best and our kids look all organized. And, you know, it's just, it's just pretend. It's just, it's just a show that we're putting on. And, and the reality is that the one place in the whole wide world where you should be able to be real and to say, hey, I'm struggling with this since issue or I my heart is hurting today or whatever your struggle is I've got bitterness that I just can't let go of help me that's church that's where 
Jesus is. He came, I, I came not for the well, but for the sick, right? So that's what the church is supposed to be. It's supposed to be a place where we can come and find relief, receive the gospel, hear those, hear the truth of God's word in psalms and hymns and songs from the Spirit, and be able to make music because we're filled up with the spirit and all this other stuff of the flesh stuff of the world the dirt that we clings to us when we have to go about and do our jobs and things like that gets washed away and it gets it gets our we get renewed that was that was beautiful you know as we look at at this final verse 20 this seems like an impossibility to do in this world. Oh, yeah. It says, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. Right. We're like, what? Do you know what's going on in my life? Do you know the struggles I have at work and at home and, and everywhere? <laughs> do you know what's happening? How do I always, always, without ceasing, always give thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, that's the ticket right there. That's the magic is in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ because as we look to our Lord Jesus Christ and we behold his cross, Mike, if we if we just look for not just a glancing, but I mean look and see what Christ has done for us. See the bleeding wounds. See the love that and the forgiveness and the acceptance that just flows from him. See the blood and the water gushing out to cleanse us and purify us and make us right with God and fit for heaven. If we see that, we will always give thanks. We're not going to give thanks for the craziness in our world necessarily. And we may not be able to give thanks for the trials or the hardships that we're going through. Sometimes we are just... Paul says, I, we are crushed but not despairing. We are uh, discouraged, right? We're cast down. He said these things. He was honest. There were times in his life and in his experience when things were hard. But he could always give thanks when he looked at the cross, and we can too. And so what we've just said here is that focus is what enables us to fulfill this verse 20. Amen. If we are focused on our circumstances, on what's going around us, on the imploding world, oh. on the divisiveness, I'm just talking about we just saw the first debate of the presidential election. And, In America, mm -hmm. right. yeah. And so, you know, when we focus on that stuff, are we going to say, oh, thank you, God? Oh, no, we're going to be sad, discouraged, we're or gonna, possibly nauseated. Well, we're going to pray for our leaders. <laughs> right? And we're going to ask God to, to transform their hearts and minds so that they can be at peace. And so if we focus on the stuff that's going on around us, then we're distracted. Mm. And then we, we're discouraged mm -hmm. or we are... Um, fearful or we're anxious or all those things. But Jody, if we focus, like you said, if we just turn our eyes upon Jesus yes. and look full in his wonderful face, mm. then the w things of earth grow strangely dim 
in the light of his glory and grace. Now, what we mean by turn your eyes upon Jesus and look full in his wonderful face, we mean look to the cross. Yes. Because there Jesus turned his face to us. He saw you. He, he saw me. He saw our listeners when he was hanging there. He did. And with love in his eyes, he said, I'm going this far for you. Mm-hmm. And I'm suffering this much for you. Yes. And I'm purchasing your forgiveness. Right. For every sin, even those ones that you've hidden, even those ones you don't want anybody to know about. Mm -hmm. He purchased your forgiveness. Right. He purchased your eternal life. He purchased your reconciliation to the Father. Mm -hmm. And so he took your wrath away. He stepped in front of the arrows of God's wrath that were aimed at you for your sin. And Jesus took them. And now you look at his wounds and you should be healed. Yes. And you can, by your focus on the cross, give thanks to God. Amen. And that's what it says, giving thanks to the Father uh, for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, implying by the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that is, and you know, whenever... Uh, whenever you believe in the gospel, when you believe in that Jesus is the life, that Jesus is the resurrection, right? When you believe this fully, you can give thanks for everything, even the craziness that enters into your life sometimes, even the fact that you might be unloved or even hated or falsely accused or maligned or mistreated, any number of things. Your boss takes advantage of you. Somebody else takes advantage of you. I mean, this is just the world that we live in, right? But when we believe in the resurrection, when we believe in the death of Jesus for us and the resurrection of Jesus for us and that we were in him and, and when he died and when he rose again, when we believe this with our whole hearts, we, we can look at any circumstance and say, that's not the end of the story. Whatever that suffering is, whatever that bad thing that's happening right now in your life, that's not the end of the story. Okay, you got to wait for the third day. You got to wait for that, the tables to be turned, as it says in Esther. God does these things, and we don't understand them. His ways are definitely higher than ours. But praise God, they are, right? We are so short-sighted, we would make a muck of it, and we do all the time. But God is greater, and he has a plan, and we can give thanks for that because he is good, and the cross proves it. Amen. <laughs> that was wonderful. That ministered to my heart, Jody. Yeah. And I'd like to pray right now in closing. Before I do, let me just ask you, as we look at this passage, Ephesians 5, 15 to 20, what is one thing that you would like to remember from this passage and take with you? Oh, well, um, so let's see. It's putting you on the spot, isn't it? Well, that's okay. I want to live <laughs> as a wise person. That is definitely the the beat of my heart, and I want. I know that um, I can do that by abiding in Jesus because He is wisdom. That's good. So I want to. I want to remember that. Excellent. What about you? Well, I I want to um, live verse sixteen. I want to make the most of every opportunity. I, I want it. to consider every day 
an opportunity and it is for the gospel to go forth i want to to take with me the aroma of christ gentle and lowly meek and mild jesus yeah i want to take him everywhere and show him to everybody yes. and tell everybody about him where nobody's telling everybody about somebody mm. and i just want to make the most of every opportunity so I just want to pray right now for the listener. Father in heaven, we come to you. And, and just the reading of this passage, maybe somebody would say, Lord, I've not lived as a wise person. Mm -hmm. Lord, I've lived in the lusts of my flesh. I've been drunk with wine. I've been living in, in the weakness of flesh. I've just been sinning. And now they're confronted with how you want them to live. Mm -hmm. And they feel conviction. Lord, would you right now just lift their head up yes. and let them gaze upon Calvary's love? Mm -hmm. Would you let them see that you went in the person of your son to die for them? Yes. Lord, you took upon yourself their sin. Right. All their evil, all their wrongs have been paid for. All their sins have been removed from them. And this is glorious news. This. We have nothing but bad news in this world. If the listener right now is sick and tired of bad news, oh Lord, would you let the good news come to them with power right now that they might be able to indeed give thanks to you in all things in the name and by the power and because of the cross and resurrection of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. This has been a podcast of Setting Captives Free. For more information or to enroll in free interactive courses on finding freedom, please go to settingcaptivesfree.com. Tune in next time for more truth that sets captives free.